Have a seat and we will get started with our informational meeting here this morning. Uh, thank you all so much for being here today and thanks for your interest uh, in this project that we are looking about and talking to, talking about. Um, I wanted to set the stage for what we're going to do today and make sure that we're uh, clear in what we're trying to do and what we're not trying to do. Um, one, I just want to make sure you know that this isn't a sales presentation, all right? Um, we're not trying to, uh, we're not trying to, um, we're not taking sliding credit cards, you know, on the way out the door. We're not collecting anything. Uh, this, this is truly an informational meeting, um, and so it is just designed to be informational. Uh, the elders, we've been looking and talking about some of these, some of these things for quite a while, and we are a congregational church, so it's just a, maybe a good time to remind you of what that means in the life of our church. We are um, elder-led and congregational-ruled. And what that means, the fancy word we use in church life to describe church government is polity. So our polity is elder-led, congregational-ruled. And what that means is that the authority for major decisions does rest in the hands of the congregation. And so as we were considering you know, building projects and some significant things, this is something that we would need congregational approval. This would be something that is by you, uh, the congregation that would have to uh, jump in and approve this and get behind it. And one of the things that we began to discuss and talk about is we've actually had quite a long series of conversations um, about this, and it's taken the elders a while just to kind of wrap our heads around what's going on. And it's really not fair to you as congregants uh, to show up one Sunday afternoon and we present a couple of slides and say, okay, y'all ready to vote. Um, it's, so we, we kind of want to put the... Uh, Put everything out in front of you right now. And we truly are, as I'll mention at the end again, uh, we truly are soliciting feedback. Um, so that's that's where we are. So uh, just wanted to set the stage for what we're doing, um, what we're not doing, uh, talking about upgrading our facilities. So let me open our time with prayer, and then we will get into it. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for this church. We thank you that you're building your church. We thank you for the local church. Uh, we thank you that here we are 2,000 years later speaking another language on a different continent, and you're still building your church, and churches are meeting all over the world, uh, even this very hour. Even in our city, they're preaching the gospel, and so we're, we're just grateful uh, to be a part of what you're doing. And we do pray for wisdom as we move forward, as we think about uh, these things, as we seek to be good stewards of the resources that you've given us. And we pray for unity as well as we move forward and maybe have uh, different, different ideas and opinions and views uh, bring us together on all these things, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, my disclaimer as I go to present this, um, I studied theology in, for my schooling, um, not architecture or engineering. So some of you are going to have better questions than I have answers, but that's part of why we're doing this is to make sure that we're asking the right questions and seeking, um, seeking the answers from people that know what they're talking about and doing. So how did we get here? Just to remind you of what's happened. So we have a desire to upgrade our bathrooms, uh, both for the number of stalls and also to bring them up to building code, ADA. I'll talk about that more in a moment. Um, at the end of our presentation, uh, we, wanted, we thought it would be great to create a mingling gathering area for fellowship as visitor reception. So out front, we'll see that in just a moment as well. Um, and just to remind you that this is something we actually, that actually came up last members meeting. So last year it came up and we sort of floated it out there. Like, would we be interested in seeing what it would take to, to do some upgrades um, here in our facilities? And so, uh, so that's what we've been doing. Uh, we reached out to an architect. Uh, David Luke is our architect, and he's been great. 
um, so far. Uh, he's just been super helpful in working through this with us. So we want to do that and then upgrade the bathrooms in the children's education building since bathrooms are difficult to navigate. Currently, I shot a little video uh, for you in just a moment. I'll show you of what it's like over there because many of you never make your way over to that building. And then also, the elders were constantly, and the budget team as well, were constantly feeling the, the weight of managing other people's money, <laughs> um, right? And so we do have a history of giving surplus. Uh, we have a history of meeting budget and exceeding budget. And we feel a responsibility to do something with that. Um, people aren't just giving to a savings account indefinitely. So what, what should we be doing? Um, how should we use the resources? And part of that is, of course, looking out. Part of it's looking in. And so we're, we're trying to weigh all those things. Um, so that's where we are. So with all that as an intro, um, I want to show you some renderings. So this is an artist rendering of the architectural design that we have so far. And I'll make a couple of comments. I feel like there should be music behind this, but I don't have any. Um, but I won't sing. I Can we get Barb a mic? That would be great. <laughs> if you can make that. Oh, that's awesome. So here are some renderings. Um, and I'll just make a couple of comments on some things that we're looking to edit um, along the way. Yeah, a little wow factor there. Um, we are looking at a different column design. Um, and also, I asked them to go ahead and remove uh, the landscaping that's in between because that's going to get trampled. Um, so that would be that. So this would be the front lobby. And he made one of these figures in here kind of look like Mindy. I think he's trying to communicate something. It's kind of subliminal, but yeah, there she is. You're in the front. So this would be the area right up front in the church, and then also the other area of construction would be in the CE building. Um, we are uh, filming this, so anyone can go look at it again, and I'm also glad to send you this presentation if anybody wants to look at it. Um, nothing top secret uh, going on here. Said. All right, um, so what we're looking at, we'll go over to the children's building first. So if you look at what we currently have, um, the, currently there's restroom, men's and women's on either side. What we're looking at doing is creating two stalls on either side. That has, see the M and the W up there? I, can, I think I can point that out to you here. So we have the M and the W there. We would make these actually, this hasn't been changed on the drawing, but we would make these women's on one side and men's on the other, uh, just for, yeah. for a lot of reasons. But that, that would make more sense to us. Um, but they would be single stalls. Uh, these are doors that open there, door opens there, and then a, a little open area right here. Um, sink would be, uh, toilet and sink would be uh, in there together with the stalls. So this would be um, ADA compliant. We'll talk about ADA more in just a moment. So for some of you that never actually make it over to the children's building, I did a little video for what we're looking at um, in the children's building. So hopefully this will help give some perspective. Hello, church family. Wanted to give you a quick walkthrough of the CE building. Some of you may not ever make it over this way. First question you may have is why do we call it the CE building? It's the children's education building. These are the restrooms that we're talking about upgrading. You'll notice the men's restroom is here. There's a tight walkway wall here. We have two closets, supplies closet there, and then a janitorial closet over here. 
So when you come in, it's a tight quarter and tight turn. You have two facilities. And you have a fan that sounds like a Cessna. <laughs> Over here is our ladies' room. And these open up into other classrooms. So we have this little lobby area with the sink opens up into our toddler room. And we have two stalls, ladies stalls in here. And then on the other side, this opens up into the nursery room. So just wanted to give you perspective on what we're talking about upgrading so that you can have a better idea of what we are looking at. All right, so that is the CE building. Um, a little bit closer view of what we're looking at doing over there. Um, it would eliminate, if you remember on the this side, uh, the south side, the men's room, it would eliminate one of those closets, but not the custodial closet. Um, so it would be the supplies closet right now. Uh, we would have to capture that space in order to have enough room to make ADA compliant uh, restrooms there. So that's the, that's the CE construction. What I'll do is I'll, I'll just go through all of this and then I'm happy to go back to any particular slide. I may answer some of the questions that you have um, or I may not. So if you have questions, just jot them down and then we'll address them. So moving over then, so that's the, that's the proposal over for the other building. Moving over to this building, um, this is just a, a front view. So what would end up happening is as you walk out the doors right here, you have ladies room on my right, your left, and uh, the men's room on my left, your right. Uh, those would basically move out and we would capture that space as a lobby. Um, just rough estimates here. If you go from the back wall of our church right now, uh, where uh, Jeff and Bruce are sitting back there, hi. Uh, if, you go from, if you go from them up to the back uh, row of chairs, that's about the size that we would capture as a lobby. So just to give you an idea of perspective on what, would what that would look like. So the outside walls would remain the same, bathrooms would be outside of that, and so kind of duplicate that space back there. Um, that would be roughly what we're looking at. So that is the, that's a view of the front. Um, here's another view of the front, uh, sort of from a broader angle. And then we have um, an alternate design on the columns. Uh, these would be great pedestals with a squared column coming up. Uh, some people felt like this looked a little too uh, Romanesque for us. Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you love it, maybe you don't. This is how, this is how fights start in churches. Like round columns or square columns? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, can we just... Now, yeah. There's three sets of doors? Yeah, three, three, three doors. Sets Three sets of doors. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll show you more about that in just a second. Uh, so this would be the construction area. Um, I'll point out a couple things here and then zoom in on what we're doing. So um, yeah, let's start out here. So this would be an open walkway. This would be a covered walkway. Uh, we have also talked about uh, taking this covered walk all the way down, um, down the sidewalk here. Our sidewalk right now has a little crick in it. Uh, we've got those little trees and stuff. So we'd probably just flatten all that out, straighten it out, and then have a walkway. We could potentially have a walkway that goes all the way down. So you'd have a covered walk and a drop area right here, uh, which would be nice. Um, you could, there, there's a number of things you could do with that, but that's what we're looking at right now. So there's an outside area here. 
Um, you have potential for a lot of things that could happen out there. Um, you could put a little bit of seating if you wanted. Um, you could put speakers so that, you know, somebody's having a rough day, they could sit out and listen um, without having to be in the building. Um, we have discussed other options. There's been questions asked about, is there potential to create a cry room uh, potentially inside the, the sanctuary here? Those are, those are all things up for discussion. We don't know exactly what's... What's that? Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, whoever needs to be there. I might find myself there on occasion. Okay, uh, so coming in, there's three sets of doors. So these are double doors here, here, and here. And then there's also, uh, this, is, uh, this is pictured with uh, three sets of double doors also. Um, we're talking about potentially making that two sets of double doors coming in, depending on, uh, partially on the sound booth, like how much space that we need for that. Um, this drawing actually has this wall right back here by the sound booth coming out. And the sound booth would basically stay the same size and it would scoot over a few feet. Um, so that's, that's one option uh, that we have. Men's room, women's room, um, much larger. We would add two stalls um, in the women's room and the men's room as well. Um, this, when you do that, you create a, a little bit of a, of a strange space um, on the back corner. So back, my, my right uh, back corner over there. So what we're trying to do is capture that as a storage room. So there's a storage room right there. There would be a second storage room right there. You could make it a classroom, could be a multi-purpose room, a um, number of different things you could do there. And then we would also capture a storage closet here. We would have storage here, storage here, and storage here. Um, storage is always an issue around here uh, that we're looking at. And then especially if we end up losing a closet over there. We have a lot of things stored in the office right now. Um, we really need to start moving that out as we're doing more stuff over there now. We have, uh, we have an intern now, we have other things going on, we have counseling. Delta needs an office, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is, uh, so it would be helpful uh, storage space um, is what we're trying to do. Um, so that's, that's the bulk of that, um, what we're looking at uh, doing. So I'll zoom in a little closer to uh, this. Uh, maybe you, you can see that well enough. Um, so this is, this is the area of construction um, right here. Um, it does, of course, involve going into the roof line, uh, which is significant construction, as you guys would probably understand and know, um, and pushing that roof line out. So the real question, everybody's like, great, let's do it. Everybody wants to know what it costs, right? <laughs> we all want to know what it costs. So here's, here's what we're all looking for and wanting to know. Um, average of estimates that we've gotten, we've gotten back four estimates so far, and let me tie, make sure I'm using the right words. So we only have conceptual budget estimates right now. These are not bids, okay? I've made that mistake a couple of times, and I've been smacked down um, in meetings <laughs> for saying these are not bids. Uh, and we just want to be clear with that. Uh, these are not firm hard numbers. This is a hey, what if um, kind of thing, and the architect has helped us to think through that. So just want to be clear. Um, so average of estimates that we've gotten from the conceptual drawings uh, 750 um, A and E architectural and engineering fees. You're looking at about 70,000 contingency, which is roughly 20% um, of 160. We have other things that we we really don't even know yet um, exactly what these things are going to cost, uh, like audio visual. Um, there'll be some expense with relocating the booth. We may have some equipment um, upgrades and things that we do in the midst of that security. 
um, getting some of our system redone. Um, other, we, we are just leaving this open. Uh, fixture furnishings and equipment, uh, referring to any kind of decorations. Do we want wall art? Do we want, like, what, what all we need? Light fixtures, stuff like that. Um, so you're looking at about 980. Uh, that's for this building, okay? So we'll call it a million dollars for this building, okay? Ballpark. 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 Yep. Yep. Probably up, um, which is just the way the world works. Um, we understand that. So that's that's just this building, okay? Um, let's look over the CE building. So the reason I don't have the more precise broken down numbers on this one, um, originally when we were looking at the CE building, we actually had another project that was sort of wrapped into that. Uh, we were looking at the end room, uh, potentially, um, redoing, reconfiguring that room, uh, we just decided that wasn't worth it um, to, for what we would get. So we pulled that out um, of consideration right now. And so when, when we did that, we kind of lost, so these numbers were much higher for what it was going to take in the CE. And I asked our architect like, hey, can you tell us what it would be for just the bathroom portion? And he said 60 to 90, but you know, don't hold me to it kind of thing. So that's all we have right now. Um, so that's that's what it is. So we'll call it a hundred for that. We'll call it a million over here, with most likely potential of it going up. Um, so let's let's walk through. I'm gonna, you know, I don't. Uh, in if you've ever read uh, Romans, which many of us have, Paul has this sort of argument with himself, right? Um, he would raise a point and then he argues the point and then he's like, "But you're gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna say this." And he, I do this with myself sometimes, and many of you guys do as well, where you're like, well, if I did this, well, what if I did this? And so I want to do a little bit of that for you. I'm going to model the argument, and then you can tell me, uh, you know, things that we're missing. Uh, these are all things that we've talked through um, at, our, at our elder team meetings. So pros and cons. Um, what, what are the benefits and what are the drawbacks of doing this project um, or projects? Uh, so we better serve attendees uh, with disabilities, bring our bathrooms up to current building code, we provide a space for fellowship and visitor reception, alleviate bottleneck getting in and out. Although, it is kind of funny, people just have a tendency to park in doorways. Have you ever noticed that? Um, we all do it. Uh, you're kind of walking out, you see somebody, like, hey! And so, I think if you had nine doorways, we would still have people stopped in every doorway. Um, it's just human nature, it's what we do. But it would certainly, it would certainly help um, just to alleviate that space. So when you come out, you would, you would have a place to go. It kind of spreads out. Um, it would sort of, transform this space into more of the meeting space and your fellowship and things would happen out there. So it really would, I think, facilitate um, a lot of fellowship, visitor reception, things like that. Um, another pro, uh, provide more toilet fixtures and sanctuary building, um, particularly in the women's uh, side. It would make room for more chairs as we're able to put in more uh, rows. So our capacity that at least what our architect has on our drawings is uh, 310 chairs in here, all right? That's our capacity right now. We currently have 234 chairs, which means we're missing one somewhere. So if you took it home with you, um, we want it back because a four number is not nearly as great as a five number. So I don't know why it's 234. We have 235 somewhere around here. Okay, um, we think if we reconfigure 
Over here, we did this on Easter, some of you guys may remember. We turned the chair so we had a row going that way, and then a diagonal row, uh, kind of catty-cornered. Um, you can add about 15 more chairs. This is kind of spitballing ideas right now, uh, which would be 30. So bring it up. We'll round up. We'll go to 260, 264, 265. Um, we think if we put rows all the way back, so if we weren't trying to use that sort of as the multi-purpose fellowship space too, and we could push rows back, um, we think we could get about 50 more chairs in. Uh, so we could gain a total of about 80 seats for a potential of 314, which actually bumps us over our capacity by a little bit. Um, so we would limit ourselves to the 310 as far as the seats. Uh, so that is, that's good. Um, another thing that I just wanted to share and just put this in front of you, um, our church, and some of you are newer, some of you have been here a very long time. Um, I'm speaking from my experience, January will be 11 years for me. We just have an extraordinary history of funding things, um, both extra budgetary and budgetary increases. Um, it's really been amazing um, for me to watch and see. So uh, a few items that we have really overwhelmingly supported, uh, adding staff when we added Leslie as an admin eight years ago. Um, I remember we had long conversations about we're gonna hold basically a year of her salary and we're gonna kind of earmark that in case we need it for the future. And, we never touched it. Um, we've continued to increase. Uh, we had the same conversation around David uh, coming on staff. This this uh, spring is five years, right? Uh, David coming on staff, and we said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna hold some back, and we're gonna earmark some from our savings, and we never touched it. Um, so pretty amazing that we've been able to do that. Uh, the parking lot, uh, the carpet, new carpet in here and throughout the building. The AV system, we did a bunch of upgrades um, years ago, uh, facility upgrades, roof painting, playground, missions fund. Um, it's, I've joked with others before, it's like, the, it's like the, the oil, you know, the widow's oil. It's like you spend it and it's like, well, it's back. Like, what do we do? Um, and that's, that is part of our conversation around here is like, we have resources, we need to do something. Um, we need to be using these well. Um, this may or may not be the project to use it on, uh, but we need to use it well. So, those are, those are solid, positive things. Um, what are the downsides? Um, the biggest downside is the money. And, you know, there are two conversations, but they're, you know, interwoven. Um, do you like the idea, and then do you want to pay for it, <laughs> right? Um, which we all personally deal with that all the time. It's like, well, I would love to. It's like, yeah, well, everybody would. Um, so it, it, would, it would use a lot of our savings, and I have our numbers um, if anybody wants to see those as far as what we have, encumbered accounts and so forth. Um, and I want you to think through this as we have, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean that you, you spend down your savings and incur debt? Um, I know a lot of people um, probably in here are just, you, you just, you don't like the, you don't like this word, uh, the debt word, um, and feel like a church should, shouldn't have it unless you absolutely have to. I know a lot of people feel that way and I certainly, certainly understand that, respect that um, understanding and position. So it could limit our ability to be generous um, with missionary staff and pay for other unforeseen needs. Uh, the church has been very, very generous to us as a staff. Uh, we've been able to meet some needs um, on the mission field. And we have, I'll, I'll say it this way, we have enjoyed the freedom of having money um, and being able to do things um, as, as they come up. So would it change us? You know, would it change what we have? Um, and just a brief reminder, uh, some of you, many of you will know this if you haven't been around the church for a while. Um, and this was, this predates me, so some of our guys have been around longer could tell you, 
the church did have a mortgage uh, on the building years ago. We sold the property, the dog park, so the iron fence over there, uh, sold that property to the city so that they could build the retention pond and dog park. Um, when they did that, the, there were some upgrades done to the facilities here uh, at the time and then also paid off the mortgage. And so the church has sort of had this little nest egg that's kind of gone up and down and fluctuated over the years um, because of that. And there's a, there's a ton of security with that. As a staff person, there's a ton of security knowing that if we have the big one, the down year, um, you know, salaries aren't stopping right away. I believe, um, this is off the top of my head, but I believe our, our current budget, we are in the right around 60% of our budget goes to staff. Um, staff compensation is that close? 60, 61. 60 plus. 60, yeah, so 60 plus. So if, when you get to, if you were to get in a position where things got tight, we had some sort of economic downturn, um, that's where you have to go because uh, there's nowhere else to go in our budget, uh, really, to make significant cuts. That's a consideration. Um, it's a factor for all of us to think about. Um, and again, as I said at the beginning, I don't want to turn this into a test of faith. You know, you love Jesus if you're for this and you don't if you're not. <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, we're not turning this into that because... Um, Reasonable people can have different opinions on this um, and what, what we could, could or couldn't do. Um, there are opportunity costs to taking on a major expense. Um, I tell my kids this sometimes. When you say yes, you just said no. Um, do you know what you said no to? And our answer for this is, in the immediate maybe, in the future, you can't know everything, right? Um, so are you limiting yourself um, if you decide to do this and incur debt? Now, I'll speak to what that looks like in a minute. Another con, um, and I, I have this listed actually on the pros and the cons. Um, seating increase is minimal, uh, 50, if you want to call uh, 50 chairs minimal. Um, and, and I understand that. Uh, so if the other option we were looking at, and this was kind of how this all started, is we were going to blow out the back wall right here and just pull the whole thing out, all right, and just kind of create space back there too. That is very major and significant. Um, and you get into a new series of, of code issues. Um, you would have to sprinkle the building then, which is not cheap. Uh, there's a number of items and a number of reasons why that, that would be difficult for us to do. So another con here, uh, people who find Sunrise typically know what they're looking for, and it does not seem likely that lobby bathrooms alone would make a big difference in their decision on where to worship. And I think that's true, um, that most people coming here like, love the preaching, love the music, love the people. It's like, those potties, though. <laughs> like, I'm going somewhere else. I don't think that's who's here, <laughs> right? Um, so I think that's just reality. Um, that's just reality of who we are. And another con that's, that's been brought up is these projects do not address other concerns like classroom space. Um, we're full. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we're full. Uh, we, we have a very active children's building over there. Um, and some of those rooms could be bigger. Um, and it would help us if they were. So this project doesn't address that directly. Um, so there's multiple things <coughs> to consider. So what, what would it look like um, if we decided to, to move forward? There's basically two loan options. One is a construction loan, one's a cash out refi. Uh, you would use a construction loan on a short-term basis to take out some money, works on a draw, you pay the interest on what you've drawn off. Um, at the end of that period, draw period, whatever your terms are with your lender, uh, you would you would then um, it's a more involved process. You would put out the money, you get reimbursed from your construction loan, and then you would refi at the end of it. All right, so it kind of works as a line of credit. 
Um, or you can do a cash out refi. Most would be 25 year terms. Um, it's a balloon payment, so you would have a fixed rate for a season. And then most have prepayment penalties, um, three to five years. And one of the lenders I was talking to was, was educating me on the, how all these work. So that may or may not be a big factor consideration, uh, depending. So what would this look like, like practically for our church? Rounding up a little bit, if you had a $1.2 million project and you had $400,000 down, um, what that's looking at is 7.5% which is kind of current rates, an $800,000 loan, uh, $59,11 per month, or $70,000 per year. Um, that's what you're looking at. That's a $400,000 down, all right? Um, and I'm just pulling these numbers. You can go online, Google mortgage calculator, and you can play with this all day long. Uh, I just did two samples for you. If you could come up with $700,000 down, 7.5%, um, uh, you're looking at about... Uh, 3694 3700 per month or 44000 a year. Um, so that's that's where we are. Uh, just an FYI, um, year to date, we are on target, it seems, fourth quarter is always strong giving for us. Um, we're on target for about $100,000 surplus this year, uh, so 2023. Um, so the question, could we afford it? Well, this year we could. Um, this year we could. That's the answer. <laughs> so that's... Last, last year we could. Last year we could have too. Um, the last few years we could have. Um, it wouldn't have been a problem the last few years. Um, and so there's this, there's this line, I think, that we're all kind of towing sometimes. Uh, we don't want to be presumptuous. Um, but at the same time, the Lord has, has been so faithful. Um, and we do feel a responsibility uh, with the steward to be good stewards. So... Uh, few other, I tried to anticipate some frequently asked questions. I know you guys probably have other questions, and I will open it up in just a minute. Uh, can we just fix up the bathroom? So, do we, why we got to do all that? <laughs> That's how it started. Um, can we just upgrade the bathrooms a little bit? Not really. Um, and so what we've learned is that we are exempt from federal ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act. We're exempt from that. But building codes basically mirror virtually the same as ADA. So it's true, we don't have to be ADA compliant, but also we have to meet building codes, um, local building codes. So as soon as you start tearing into those bathrooms, you have to bring everything up to code, just like you would at your house. Uh, if you are replacing your roof and it was put on in 1978, uh, you're gonna have to bring that up to code when you start working on it. Um, same thing in those bathrooms. So as soon as we start tearing into those, you gotta, you gotta meet ADA. Once you do that, you don't have enough space. Uh, the only way to make those ADA compliant would be to would be to lose a significant number of stalls, and it would and the doors would have to open this way um, into the middle, which would actually make our bottleneck worse um, than what we have now. So it's it's really not possible. Um, we have talked to our architect. I've asked him this question a thousand different ways. I'm like, well, what if? He's like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, okay. Uh, so here we are. Um, so why don't we just build another building? Seems kind of expensive, right? Okay, we could. Um, about 3.5 million, so commercial, our type of building going for 300, 350 a square foot. Uh, they recommended, and this is from our architect, um, he reached out to a builder uh, who's just kind of, these are spitball numbers, obviously, but recommended a budget of about 4.5 4, 4. million, and we're, we're a few years out uh, from that. Um, in order to make that happen. So if we decided 
to move forward? How long would everything take and what would happen next? Um, architect re recommends we meet with the city, review plans, uh, engage engineers to develop an actual construction plan from which a uh, contractor can actually like create an actual bid. And then we would get bids and we would compare those bids and work through that whole process. So where does that leave us? A few potential paths forward. And I've got these ordered from more aggressive to less aggressive, all right? So, and if, if you have a number six, you can tell me. So to decide to do the projects, move forward with securing financing. All right, so that would be the most aggressive thing. We call a banker, uh, we start getting some quotes, and we, we look at what we can secure as far as financing. Because um, we, don't, we don't have that much money on the end, all right? Um, we don't. So number two, complete one of the proposed projects, CE or sanctuary. Um, it would make the most sense, it seems, if we were gonna just do one at the time, to do the children's building first, um, just because it's so much cheaper and we can do that from surplus. But if we wanted to do this one first too, um, we're open to thoughts on that. Uh, number three, move forward on a cash basis. So we create a fund, um, we earmark it for future construction and as people want to give into that fund, they can give into that fund, and then when we have enough money to make make the thing float, um, we'll we'll pursue it again. Um, keeping in mind, building costs are going to continue to rise, and we would just have to think through that. Uh, number four is offer a pledge campaign for a set amount of time, and and then reassess. So we would just put something out, say, hey, would you be willing, and and how could you help with this project if we decided to do it, and then you reassess from there. How much cash do we have? Would we have to borrow? Um, are we completely against borrowing money? Um, and that would, that would be that. Um, and then number five option is we don't do anything. Um, you could just all say this was fun um, and we could go home. And, and that's okay. All right. It's okay if we, if we decide, you know what, we don't want to do this. Um, it's, it's all right if we decide that. So if that's how you feel, like, eh, let's not touch it. Um, I, I think there's going to have to be something at some point that we do. <laughs> um, so that's the question, is now the right time um, to do that? So we really do want to hear from you. Um, we are looking for ideas. It's a little bit of a strange position standing in front of you without the clear, here's the plan team, you know, get behind it um, from a leadership perspective. But we really, keeping in mind, churches are strange animals, right? We are a congregational church, and so we're just bringing you along today. Uh, that's what we're trying to do, and we've wrestled with this a lot. Um, some of us have, and so we want to hear from you. Um, so just we'll review this at our annual meeting. Um, we always do, uh, just so you know what we have on hand. We have about $690,000 on hand. This is as of October 23rd. Um, much of that is encumbered, um, as you'll see um, in the second box uh, moving over. Much of that is in our contingency fund. Our contingency is basically our, our money that we're not touching, um, and the desire and kind of loose benchmark for that is, is we want to have a year in reserve. Uh, that's been the thought, uh, which we are close to that now, and that contingency fund equals the amount of those three annuities if you add them up. Um, we can go get that money if we need to. Um, but it's in investments, it's making money, and it's, it's fine. The rest of this is pretty self-explanatory. Um, only other thing I'll say on that is the playground. You guys noticed playground is gone. Um, <clears throat> and so the new playground is going to be installed November 6th is the plan, which is week from Monday. 
And uh, so that's, that's exciting. Um, they actually started the work and they ordered all the, all the equipment for us. We haven't paid them a dime yet, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Those of you who work in business world, um, it's pretty amazing that they've done that. Um, we haven't put out anything. So that's why there's such a large balance there is we have to, we have to pay that out. Okay. Yes, sir. A comment on the ABA topic. Yep. Is, I know this may not this may be obvious to many people, but if you don't have someone with physical disabilities uh, currently, that would be a challenge. If someone was wheelchair bound uh, with their current configuration, so again, that may be very obvious because we go in the facilities on a regular basis. But just to state for the record, right now we don't really have great restroom facilities for we don't. someone that's wheelchair bound. And it's it is impossible actually in the children's building. Um, it's not great over here. It's it's not happening in the children's building. But our campus has a lot of potential because we're relatively level. Yep. As a campus. Yep. True. Yeah, Mike. So if we were moving forward with the sanctuary idea, um, how would we continue our service and yeah. how would people enter? I, I guess that's up to the construction crew. Yeah, and they've assured us that they can. <clears throat> They can make it usable weekly for us, um, either using, you know, maybe some side doors, uh, kind of creating a tunnel for us to go through. Um, so that construction people I've talked to said, yeah, we can we can make that happen so that you don't miss a week. Um, we probably, you know, at some point the bathrooms are going to come out, uh, so we we would have some of those trailer bodies out here, like you see, like TPC, um, and that's part of that's built into some of these estimates that we've got so far. Some people may just want to buy some of those. <laughs> With the, they always have the little mints in there. They're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Tammy. Yeah, uh, so David, our architect, asked him that question. Um, he gave me a whole like breakdown. 16 to 18 months was the, the summary. I won't bore you with the details of that, but... Yeah, 16 to 18 months. Um, it would take a few months uh, just to get uh, to get all our drawings nailed down, um, and then uh, getting bids and comparing those and permitting and all that. So that's the start. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Crystal. Yeah. We could, we could. Uh, that could kind of be to be there or built into that somehow. Uh, we just do one right now. Um, I just have it kind of closed off as do one. You could do one with a view to doing two. Um, so yeah, it, there, that's certainly possible. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say if you're kind of thinking maybe the CE first. Kind of maybe do that one first as kind of a warm-up act. You know, they do <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And kind of uh, keep you like it. Make sure your uh, architect and the builder have worked together and completed a couple things successfully. Projects before. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, and our, our architect, all of these firms that we've gotten quotes from right now are firms he recommends that he has worked with. And David actually has worked with a number of churches as well. Um, so that that is good. Uh, Good news. Yeah, Greg? Would the CE building once it's complete be ADA compliant? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so the question was, would CE be ADA compliant once that's complete? And it would. Yeah. Um, it would. It would check that box. 
Yeah, Tian. expand, yeah. Right, right. So the question is, um, you know, if we expand capacity here and let's just assume growth trend continues and we fill it up, um, that creates more families, which creates more children, <laughs> right? So you're kind of creating, you're kind of pressing the issue to happen over there too. Um, yes, that, that could potentially be a problem. Um, we have looked at other options over there. Um, there, and, and I don't know where we haven't we haven't gotten far down this track at all. But there are other ideas uh, that we could explore, such as adding onto that building, such as expanding out the office building, creating another classroom building. We have talked about the idea of like a mod building, at least on a temporary basis, um, maybe to pull youth out um, into a mod building, a modular building, uh, which would open up classroom space down there. So. Um, that building's a little bit wonky, if you guys have ever, you, you know, those of you who are in it all the time, you know. Um, it kind of goes this way, and then it steps over and goes that way. Uh, this end has a hall on both sides. The other end does not. Uh, the other end is bigger rooms. This end is smaller rooms. They're narrow and small. So, um, so yes, those are things to think about. Um, and I don't have all the answers. Yeah. On the CE building, um, because there, the little ones in there, on either side between those two rooms help um, just to watch out for each other that if one of the you know the teachers need help from somewhere right that they can come in also that it's more open because the little ones need more help right instead of really closing off everything right well the front that is a good that's a good thought um, so the front part is open um, it's just not open to the classrooms anymore. So, but the front's still open. There's no door on that. It's just yeah. a you walk in vestibule, you know, kind of area. Uh, so there's that. Um, we would have to consider how that works with our staffing. Um, you know, with hall monitor, would we want another person over there now? So I think, like staffing wise, I think there's some ways to make that work and happen. Um, the the issue is the how do you make it ADA compliant without <laughs> rethinking the whole system. Um, I, I don't know that there's an easy solution to that. Yeah, I just had a comment to that. I was thinking that from teaching Sunday school to toddlers, right. sometimes, especially when you're alone at 9 a.m. as a teacher, you have a constant flow of the toddlers back and forth to the bathroom. Yep. You kind of just, like, keep the door open and kind of stand like, on the threshold of each because they're just going back and forth sometimes, you know, the toddlers all the time. So. Yeah, I know. and But that's only with the women's room. Um, you got boys too who have to go across the hall, so you, you still have that issue a little bit. Oh, I, I just keep the boys. I just let them go separately. So. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Yep. It. I think you can address that with staffing. Um, I don't know another solution, like as far as the upgrade to the bathroom. It might introduce some new policies. Might introduce some new problems um, once we do it. But I don't know another answer. Yeah, Dave. Can you put the proof back? Um, 
Which one? You wanted to watch my video again, didn't you? I did. <laughs> that one? That works great. My only suggestion was you could still have your doors. They're outswing doors on the bathrooms. Right here? Classroom. Correct. Okay. And if it's an outswung door, then you should be able to enter. Yep. And allow that to stay basically what it is. It's still at 88 compliance. Yeah, so you could put your door. That's true. Do what? You could. Yeah, those, those are good ideas. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could certainly do that. Um, you you could do one of each, um, depending on the size of the onion. Good. All right. Other thoughts. We we can talk specific design plans, um, which is obviously of interest to everybody. But if there's anything else like big picture question about procedure process, how we got here, yeah. Um, yes, that's the custodial closet. There, there that's the supply closet. So the supply closet would be right here, right now. That would go away. This is the custodial closet. There's two closets over there. We that's lose the one. Water water. Yep. Yep. So this is janitorial closet right there. It would stay. Yep. Ellen, just want yeah, to comment on capacity. Um, I don't know if there's any information on growth trends uh, that we've over the last few years, but that might be interesting. Um, also related to both regular attendance and capacity would be that we're, I think, at or over the ratio of toilet fixtures to regular attenders. So, I think we are. So as you ask the question, well, what about continued growth and what about seating capacity in here? At some point, you still, and I don't know if you've covered that, but I just wanted to emphasize that, that point on capacity in the restrooms. Yeah, I, I don't know that number, but um, average attendance right now is right around 160 people. Uh, that's what we average. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. Uh, depends on where everybody is uh, on, on a given weekend. Uh, so that's that's where we are. So you could potentially grow quite a bit more. Um, you know, they use the 80-20 rule. So if you have 300 seats, they say you feel full at 80 at 80 percent. So 240 um, is kind of the the rule of thumb. Ty, what were you saying? I'm just, uh, you know, we have been discussing is if we continue moving on, possibly oh, yeah. getting a team of members together to help with this to get into more detail if we get into design. Right. Sort of thing, so. Right. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to wrap this up. So uh, I, I would love to continue conversations on any and all of this. Um, yes. So what Ty said is we would. The way forward would be to, to pull together a little team, and we would look for people, and we, we, we have discussed this a little bit, but we would look for people that have some expertise and experience in some of this, you know, building instruction, um, negotiations, things like that, uh, not people that study theology. <laughs> You're one, it's like people outside of my world. Um, I'm glad to kind of quarterback things, but I, we, we need some people that, that have some experience in this. Um, our architect has been fantastic um, in helping us understand what's going on. Uh, so far, so there's that. Um, also, uh, Tiana raised the point of, you know, what would you do uh, if, you know, if growth trends continue and that sort of thing. Um, we, we have no desire to, to be a megapolis here, like the megachurch. Um, we're not trying to be that. So 
you know, 500 people showed up tomorrow, it would create a little bit of an issue for us, right? Um, so our desire would be either, maybe we look into planting, maybe we look into church revitalization. Um, four out of five church plants don't make it. That's just a stat you should know. So everybody's like, hey, go plant a church. It's like, you might end up killing both um, in the process. So you gotta be careful about that. Um, I got a lot of friends out there in ministry in the world, a lot of friends that have planted churches, a lot of them have done really well. And some of them have done terrible, and they, and it, and then you pull out a core group, and, and so there's a lot of considerations um, before you. It's just easy to say, right? And it sounds great. Um, there's a lot of considerations in that. So we we just want to move very cautiously and slowly, you know, as we start to think about that. All right, we're open to questions. Please give me feedback. Um, I'm gonna stop there, and we will see you in 13 minutes. Go and send no more. Thank <laughs> you.